Hey everybody, this is Brian Thomas from the Batman vs. James Bond show, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. This is Mr. Monano's family at Small World Holiday Overlay in middle of January. It keeps going and going and going. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. www.magicourway.com is the place to find us. My name is Kevin, and I am by myself for this week's episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. Uh, since the guys took the show last week, man, I had to play a show, so I wasn't able to record with us, with everybody else. I decided to take the reins on this week, but I did bring in some help, man. I did bring in some help. I brought the good Dr. Mohukin to come on the show because this week uh, we are talking with a person who experienced the Walt Disney World Cabanas firsthand. She got to do this on New Year's Eve, but totally by luck. So you definitely want to hear her story and hear her thoughts about uh, how her uh, cabana experience went in Tomorrowland. So, uh, look, join us next week, man, when the rest of the gang will be here. We'll be addressing some guest services things and everything else. So I know we got to catch up on that. So if you got some questions, man, shoot it to a show at magicrway.com or magicrway at gmail.com. Both of those email addresses work. So get in touch with us today. But look, man. It's time to talk cabanas, so enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in the hub, and uh, today we are talking about those Walt Disney World cabanas. And with me today, we brought back one of our Mohicans here, Dr. Mohican, Lisa Monday. How you doing, Lisa? I am groovy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just great, man. It's just me on, on this particular episode. Uh, so we get to have a one-on-one conversation about, uh, all in depth, about the cabanas because you just recently had an opportunity to stay in them, correct? I did. That is awesome. And so um, for those that are kind of listening to this in the future and have no idea what we're talking about, uh, maybe, maybe not, um, back in December of 2016, the Walt Disney World started um, promoting these in-park cabanas that you could rent in, in Tomorrowland, right? Right. And so yep. for a certain price point, you could definitely do this. And uh, it had all kind of amenities in there. Uh, you had access. At, uh, it was a daily rental that you had access uh, for the day. Um, and they were located. Where were they located exactly? 
Well, a lot of people that are familiar with Disney World and been going regular or like for a long time mm-hmm. would probably know it as the former smoking area. Um, it's kind of like a little dip down terrace area back behind, between like where Space Mountain is, um, right back right. where like where the railroad tracks are. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the restrooms between the uh, the well, I guess the New Fantasy Land train station and Tomorrowland or Space Mountain, right? The little walk back. No, area. it's no, it's actually. Actually, closer to if you know where the dance parties take place. Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the set of restrooms. It's right behind there. It's and there's that whole kind of area between the backside of Space Mountain okay. and that restroom kind of building. So okay. there's a whole area there. Okay, and what was the price point on that? How much did you end up paying for that? Well, it was six forty nine plus tax, okay. so it ended up being like six hundred and ninety two dollars. Um, my understanding is that they dropped the price though after um, after the first of the year, okay. and they called it a seasonal change. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I saw that, and that would have been up for like ten people, correct? Uh, y- if I remember eight. correctly, eight, eight it's people. Eight. Okay, eight. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, up to eight guests. Okay, it's so not ten, but eight guests. So, yeah. um, and, and how many guests did you have in your party for this? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That you we got tried to, to find people. Yeah. <laughs> we were like calling local friends up, like you, except all of them, they were on blackout dates, so they right. couldn't come in without right. paying. So. Right, right. So um, there had been recent news that uh, they might be going away, or they are going away, or whatever. Um, so we kind of want to paint a picture for the weekends that maybe you might not get a chance to do this. Um, uh, as it stands now, because well, from what I hear, they, if they're gonna if they come back, it's gonna be more of a permanent structure, uh, not so much tent like. If I if I understand that correctly, that that is that is what I heard being discussed by multiple cast members. Okay, okay. Um, so this is uh, almost like this. You almost kind of cut a very unique experience that a lot of people and you know, that may not ever get a chance to get. I mean, you're almost kind of uh, tent camping out in the middle of Tomorrowland. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. So, um, let's run the through. Uh, I don't know. Let's just, let's just talk about the cabanas, man. Where, where do you want to start? You want to talk about the amenities? You want to talk about the convenience? Or you want to talk about when you did this? Yeah. Let, well, let me just. I'll give you the the, the short version. Um, All right. Yeah, that happens. But we'll try. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, you know, I when I when they the news broke about the cabanas and they said it was going to be a ninety day trial, and you know there was a lot of there was a lot of negativity. I mean, it seems like anytime Disney's doing something to raise a little to make some extra money, people get you know really upset about it. And you know, I I could care less if there's something that they're charging a bunch of money and I can't afford it or I don't want to do it. I just don't do it. Right. But um, I, we were sitting here and we were kind of talking about it one evening, and I looked at my nephew and I said, you know. I said, I'm going to call and ask them because the park was going to be open on the 30th till 3 a.m. And I thought, you know, if you're going to do this, that would be like the time because you get it from park open to park closed. Oh, nice. So as long as you are on a ticket and, you know, the park is open, it you know, it's your space. Right. So we called and we asked about the 30th because of the 3 a.m. close time and they said no, that they were full. And, you know, I'm a jokester. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I said, well, how about the next night? Just for yucks and giggles, would you check the 31st? <laughs> and she pulled it up and she came back and said, yes, we have one available. And I just, my, I literally <laughs> did not, I mean, I got 
sweaty palms. I'm having heart <laughs> palpitations. This is when your jaw hit the floor and your yeah, eyes bugged I'm out like, like a cartoon character. Yeah, well, you know, one of two things. Either, yeah. you know, this is crazy, yeah. she's messing with me, or these things must be horrible because nobody's renting them. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, so I didn't, I didn't reserve it. I let it go, and I slept on it overnight. Went to work the next day, and about mid-morning, I decided that I was just going to call them back and see if it was still available, and it was. So it's almost like it was supposed to, I was, was supposed to be. to be, yes. Because I found out when we got there that the two dates that sold out first were Christmas and New Year's. Um, Those two dates booked up immediately. And, um, you know, so so I went ahead and bit the bullet, put it on the old credit card and figure I'll figure it out, you know, as I go in the next six, eight months. Right. But um, I tell you what, when we got there, for one thing, before we arrived, they um, they called us. I, do you know how excited I was when Disney World was calling me <laughs> instead of me calling Disney World? Right, right. I wanted that to happen like 20 times. It's like, look, Disney World calls me. Um, <laughs> but they actually called us the day before um, and wanted to know specifics, the names of the individuals who were going to be there. Okay. Um, you know, any, uh, you know, allergic, you know, food allergies, anything like that. Um, you know, it just it really, you know, ages, you know, or, you know, adult child versus, you know, right. type thing. And, um, you know, answered any questions that we had, which we had a few, um, but, you know, where to check in and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was really a nice touch that instead of, you know, just getting there and kind of, you know, launching into it, they were already prepared, you know, for you. Right, um, right. I even asked them for the blue tent because if you've seen any of the photos of them, um, a lot of the interiors were white. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the one next door to me because I never looked over there. The people were in there pretty constantly, and I didn't want to be, like, snooping around. Right, right, But, right. yeah, I wanted the blue one. They even accommodated that request. So oh, wow. So that, okay. that was pretty cool. It's the little things in life sometimes, okay? It's the little things. <laughs> um, but, you know, basically we, we were able to check in as soon as the park opens. Mm-hmm. We did not get there until about, I guess, about 11 o'clock. Okay. Um, we went to the guest services desk over in Tomorrowland in the Space Mountain gift shop. Right. And, um... You know, they came out and, you know, gave us lanyards, and then they said, you know, to wait right here that, you know, our attendant would be there in a minute. And just this really nice lady showed up and, you know, greeted us just so warmly mm-hmm. and, you know, wanted, you know, just friendly, friendly, friendly. And, you know, took us back, showed us everything, um, you know, asked if we had any questions. So, you know, I'll kind of describe it for you. Yeah. Um, it was probably... I'm really bad with sizes. I'm going to say about 8 to 10 foot in width. Okay. And then about 20 feet long. Okay. Maybe a little longer. But um, it was plenty of room for a... uh, Like a corner couch, you know, like the curves around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, and then, like, a little coffee table that was, you know, in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, And another chair. And then, you know, end tables. They had um, Dyson... Fan heating and cooling units in there. They had a small one, mm-hmm. and then they had a freestanding tall one in the middle that you know you could turn it on if it was too hot. It would cool you down if it was too cold, and it was. We had some cold weather while we were down there. Right, right. Um, you know, it would put out some heat. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice sta- 
location that had a mini fridge in the middle that was stocked with Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, um, waters. Uh, I think there was some, whatever the chocolate Nesquik drink is they have there in the okay, park yeah. for kids. Yeah. Um, juice boxes, um, a lockable storage area that was very, you know, it was huge. It was right. a cabinet that we could lock. Um, they provided us with a charging um, cord, just in case we'd forgotten ours, which I thought was a nice touch. Right. And then on either end of this cabinet structure was a um, electrical outlet with two USB ports built in. Mm. So plenty of charging, you know, space for multiple phones. Um, and then there was a table and chairs and a menu. And it, apparently um, these were being kind of attended to by the, what is it, uh, Cosmic Rays that's over there? You know, yeah. Is that the mm -hmm. name of the place? Yep. I've never eaten in there. I mean, I've been by there, but I've never been in. Um, but anyway, they that's where the menu, I think, was from. And my nephew immediately wanted to know if he could order a bacon cheeseburger, and I checked the prices, and the prices were the same as what it would be if you went over and, and got it, you know, yourself. And so she took his order and brought it, I mean, brought it back, and it was steaming hot. It may have been hotter than what you get when you go to the counter. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> probably mean, right, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it was steaming hot, and, you know, she also brought him s'mores, which he didn't even ask for, so, you know, hot s'mores. Right, right. Um, and, you know, and we tried to tip her. She wouldn't take a tip. Really? Um, wow. Okay. No, no tipping. They are not allowed. As of right now, the attendants for the cabanas are not a tippable position. Oh, that's that works. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah, well, yeah, except I felt really bad because... The way that they treated us was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I got the feeling that it didn't matter whether you were, you know, I don't know, Garth Brooks, because yeah. he probably was in one when he was down there. I don't know. Right. But, you know, or whether it was Lisa Mundy, she was just over and beyond with, you know, anything we needed all day long. Um, you know, they had a basket of fruit mm -hmm. with bananas. See, we had the bananas for Lee. He didn't show up. <laughs> um oranges uh, and grapes and you know you start doing the math on some of this and you know there's real world prices right. which you know you pay at your local Kroger or whatever and then there's Disney World prices. Right. And, you know, we all know that when you go to Kroger, you're not paying $1.99 for a banana. But if you go to the fruit stand in Magic Kingdom, you're going to pay $1.99 for a banana. Yes. So, Absolutely you know, right. the value of what, you know, their retail price that they put in there, you know, it, it wasn't chintzy at all. There were Mickey straws mm -hmm. over in the, uh, in the chips and pretzels and goldfish basket. Yeah. Um, Doritos. So, you know, they had a nice assortment of stuff, and all of that was included with the price. Okay. Um, and those were refillable all day long. So was any of this, like, uh, well, uh, it sounds like that when you ordered the burger, it was kind of like a room service type deal, where you could pretty much order mm -hmm. anything off of that menu. But the other stuff, like the drinks and the snacks and stuff, was that customizable to you, or is that pretty much standard for everyone in the cabanas that they serve those particular refreshments and snacks and whatnot? That was standard fare. Okay. That, that's what the cabanas were stocked with. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm sure they would adjust it if you had any allergies and stuff uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I didn't know about the whole Cosmic Race thing where you could order off of that menu because that's a, yeah, it's a counter service, but they have a pretty extensive menu of yeah. a variety of things. So that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, the cheeseburger, you know, looked great. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we didn't we didn't actually, you know, get anything because we were kind of snacking through the day. Um, oh, it also comes with Mickey bars. Oh, you look know, at that. So See, Lee would have loved that. 
we have it, we don't like ice cream. We're not an ice cream bunch of people. So yeah. we actually asked them, you know, could we substitute the Mickey bars for something else? Um, and so later in the day, you know, my nephew asked for popcorn. And, you know, when she came in, and he was at Riding Space Mountain, and mm-hmm. GT and I were sitting in the cabana, and she came in and asked us, she said, well, what do you all want? And, you know, she started listing things. And you know that I had, I'm ashamed to say this, do you know I had never had a churro? Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's had, hard to come by in, in our side of the country, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely really? true. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, especially in Walt Disney World. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to find a churro. If you think churro and Disney, I mean, most a lot of people will think like Disneyland because there, there are plenty over there. Uh, but I know of a couple of places in Walt Disney World where you can actually find one and get one. Yeah, and downtown Disney has a stand. Or, yeah, excuse yeah. me, Disney Springs. Right. And uh, that the one time I did buy two, and we put them in the car, and by the time we remembered we had them, they were hard, and so we still, you know, churro defeat, defeated. But <laughs> so you got a churro? Yes, actually. And GT wanted pretzel. Okay. He brought us two of each. So you figure that's another what twenty bucks probably easy. Easily, two. yeah, easily, yeah. You know, with the chocolate sauce and the cheese sauce for the pretzel. So right. you know that I'm sure adds. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and then you got your free ear hats, all of our ear hats with our names on them. Okay, I was just about that to ask that, because you see that in the picture as well, that they came with some Mickey ears. Yep, um, yep. Well, back up for just a second. So this was your first churro. Yeah. How was the churro? It was hot. She actually went directly, I mean, she must have run back with it, because it was still warm, and it was wonderful. See, that's awesome. I, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you get it at the cart, it's not as hot, but sometimes it's the best when it's piping hot. Like, I've gotten a bunch of piping hot ones at Disneyland, and they're incredible. Yeah, I, I, I am a churro fan now. I understand. You know, I, I understand. So, yeah. so um, yeah. I have to ask, did you try for a turkey leg? No, because remember, I'm like off the turkey leg oh, wagon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe you might have given it another shot just to see. I did. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, well, I did. okay. Well, let's pause the, the cabana store for a second. So you had a turkey leg on this trip and... Yep. It still tasted like crap. Oh, no. Eli's going to be so disappointed. Yeah. You know what it is? I think it's, I think they have reduced the sodium in them. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Because we got one, because when we first got there, I, you know, I was a little munchy because it was late in the day. Yeah. We hadn't had dinner, and I'm like, you know, let's just go ahead and we'll get a turkey leg. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the first, you know, the first bite I pulled off of there, because I deconstruct my turkey legs. I'm not like one of these people that, you know, eats it like a, you know, like a like caveman. Like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing my cavewoman impression at Disney. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, you know, as I sat there, and I, it's just, it's something, it's something in, I think it's, I think they've reduced the sodium. Okay. And I think that they've maybe changed whatever they base them in or whatever, because there's definitely something right. different. And, you know, I'm afraid that might have been my last turkey leg, because I don't think I'm going to drop another 12 bucks to, to experiment the next time I go. That's saying a lot, man. That's saying, you know, you might, we might have to wait for us to go down there and then we'll have Eli try it. And then uh, if he definitely agrees, then uh, you can save your $12 for something else. For a Didn't bunch I of hear somebody else on your show uh, on here talking about the turkey legs? Yeah, actually, I think, I think we got an email. I forgot. Uh, it was one of the emails from a listener that was talking about the same thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like that. That, well, not yeah, the I can same. understand. Yeah. Not the same. That's a shame. So yeah. y- y'all are about to lose your turkey leg, and I lost my lamb shank. <laughs> so. I love 
those things too. I, I have do. total agreement with you on that. I, I, that, no, that's awesome snack. I mean, you know, I guess the sodium thing, you get a little more healthy people with sodium conscious, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, it's just not classic turkey leg, but, um, it's Dude, okay. I live in Virginia. Yeah. We cook a 15 pound country ham oh, see, every that's Christmas. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love me a country ham. Uh, I'll eat that all day. I do, man. I I, I love that. Uh, I'll eat that. I even eat salt back. <laughs> uh, that kind of, we get them. We get the whole hams, and that's one thing my mama taught me how to do was to to make a country ham. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's funny. My mom introduced me to country ham for some. And she's an immigrant, right? She she immigrated to the United States for some reason. I guess when we moved down south, uh, she just fell in love with country ham because she wherever we went traveling, if it was on the menu, she'd order it. <laughs> and so I started eating. I was like, "This is the most amazing thing ever." <laughs> <laughs> it's better than bacon. <laughs> it's better than bacon, man. Absolutely. I'll take that over. But anyway, all right. So we, we digress with the food, which is very easy to do. Um, back to the cabanas. I have a question about the cabanas. Sure. Um, so as far as sound isolation goes, when you step into the cabana, um, are you transported into an almost a quiet environment or do you still kind of hear things that are going on outside? Like how much did they have this kind of insulated to where it creates an atmosphere of relaxation versus, Oh, I'm still in the park kind of a deal. What would you say? Um, it was excellent. Um, for one thing, they had the hedges, they, you know, the, the moving hedge mm-hmm. fences that they use all over the place. Yes. <laughs> Planners, um, they, yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they had those set up um, and they were set probably, a good 30, 40, 50 feet. I mean, it was a big space. Okay. Um, uh, you know, because we were down on the backside right next to where the train comes through. Right. Um, and, and the other row was up because, like I said, this area's kind of got like a dip down. There's a couple steps and it goes, mm-hmm. you know, down to one of those little sunken areas. And we were in that, we were on the backside, and then the other two cabanas were in front of ours. Um, they, you know, one of the things that Bonnie, our attendant, told us is that, you know, I said, well, you know, I said it'd be, you know, just be so quiet back here, you could lay down and take a nap. She says, oh, yeah. She says, lots of people come back here and nap. She said that Disney had instructed the, the uh, train that they were not to blow their whistle from the time they hit Space Mountain until they get past where the cabanas are. Ah, interesting. So, okay. In, okay. I mean, you're still hearing the train go by, obviously, yeah, right. but as for crowd noise or ride noise, no, it was very quiet. So you got, you, you that's, that's nice. So you got a chance to kind of escape the, the, the I guess, the overstimulating theme park sounds. Um, mm-hmm. For for uh, for something a little more tranquil, which might be good for in certain situations, depending on like a kid or uh, adult, they can't really take too much overstimulation. So that might actually be a, a decent little uh, refuge without having to go all the way back to the hotel. Yeah, and that was the thing, you know. And I, I you know, I, I read a lot because you know I, I read a lot of the Disney forums and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, everyone just seemed to be really complaining about how ugly they were and what right. an eyesore they were. And, you know, how ridiculously priced they were and why wouldn't you just go over and get you a room at, you know, one of the, the you know, monorail resorts. Okay. But you still got to go in and out of the park. Right, right. Which is a definite trek, if you, if, depending on where you're coming from. Any of them are going to be a trek, period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, 
you know, it's not something that you would, uh, not something I would do every single trip. Um, but, you know, there's, there are definite pluses to it. You know, I took my shoes off in Disney World. <laughs> I walked on carpet and, and laid down on a couch and took like a 20-minute little snooze. I'm using the Wi-Fi to stream the Avengers while I'm, you know, in, you know resting. Right. Um, you know, I mean, you could bring your computer in there and, and set your whole computer and up. Podcast. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, why would you want to do that, people would say. Why would you want to do that? You're at Disney World. You know, on New Year's Eve, you couldn't move in that place. Yeah, I could see using utilizing that during during those extremely crowded times of year, uh, when you, you don't want to fight the crowds to get out or get in, uh, but you do want a, a nice little place of refuge there. Yeah, um, and you know, you think about for a small business mm-hmm. that wants to take their employees or their team, you know, on you know, I mean. To a, to a business, 700 bucks isn't that ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bonnie was telling us that, you know, she had one girl that was there with her family and that she was hoping that when she gets married later this year that she would be able to rent one for her, you know, bride's night out, you know, whatever, um, bachelorette party, you know, and have right. one. So, you know, there there are things like that that, you know, I mean, no, it's not something that, you know, on an average park day, you know, for an average family, it's not going to be probably as attractive as it was to me on New Year's Eve right. um, or, or other situations. But, yeah, um, you know, if you've got a large group of people traveling together to have one that everybody, because I think they would be flexible on the number. I forget what she told us, but I think that they would go, I think you could have up to 10, but there was some stipulation there. But, mm, okay. um Anyhow, yeah, that, you know, having having a, a base of operations that, you know, you can go and cool down, relax, get a bite to eat, have something to drink for free. Right, right. <laughs> we love free. But was it really free? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, uh, it kind of reminds me from Mardi Gras when people around here kind of throw their ladders or they, their little picnic sheet out on the lawn or the neutral ground just to kind of make the little camp space and they put up their little wires or not wires but their caution tape and so that's like their base of operation for Mardi Gras parades and whatnot yeah um, yeah exactly yeah. Um, so yeah and you know again the service mm-hmm. I, you know I cannot say enough about the service because we would get out and go wander around for a few minutes right and come back any sodas that we had left sitting open because you know I'm famous for opening a drink mm-hmm. and I'll leave it sitting there and come back and finish it in a little while yeah no they were gone thrown away gone um the, all the pillows on the couch put back like they were when we got there that morning oh, wow. any trash was picked up you know and we were trying to not be messy but you know it was you know how you'd get something and tear a tag off you know and right, lay it right. down or you know that kind of stuff so yeah. yeah it was amazing it was like okay at first i thought it was me i'm like asking my my nephew and my boyfriend i'm like did y'all throw my drink away and they're like no ours are gone too so <laughs> you know but um you know again like i said when jace asked for the popcorn she went even so far as to you know when we came back she was like you know is jace with you all i'll get his and we were like no and she went and got the churros and the pretzels and then she waited and didn't come back to the tent to check when she saw him come back to the cabana she took off and went and got him hot popcorn so it would be warm when he got it well, that's yeah. Disney service man you gotta love that yeah and you know what honestly and you know I loved I loved the VIP tour thing when we did it mm-hmm. 
I would do this for five days over another day with a VIP tour guide in a heartbeat. Let me uh, ask you this. That uh, attendant, uh, did she service a couple of different cabanas, or should we just y'all's specific or exclusive attendant? No, she was she was taking care of all the tents. Oh, all, okay, all cool. Wow, yeah. so that's pretty efficient for just, you know, I guess, I guess it would be a little, a little team of people running all that. Uh, yeah. But still, just the fact that she was just so attentive is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the people were just coming and going as, you know, they wanted them. It also gave us uh, a, a uh, premiere, I forget what they call it, but, you know, premiere uh, parade viewing and fireworks viewing for the night. So that was pretty nice. Um, our parade spots were right underneath the Christmas tree looking straight up Main Street at the castle. Oh, okay, cool. So, or as I call it, the media spot. <laughs> right, right, right. I was, I was yeah. wondering what that was. Okay. Yeah, so right there at the end of Main Street. So, you know, the parade was literally coming directly at us. And it was a very large space they had roped off. Um, and there was only about maybe 10 of us all together mm-hmm. between the other cabanas. I think a couple of the other cabanas didn't didn't participate in the parade. They didn't come down for the parade. But So did they um, uh, escort you all from the cabanas to the parade? Uh, viewing area, no, they, when we, they just told us where it was, and the attendant that was assigned to that space, you know, like the fast pass type, you know, right. you know, attendant, you know, she saw the cabana badges and, okay. you know, led us into that to that area, and it wasn't shared with fast passes; it was specifically for cabana renters. Oh, okay, so. cool. Did you did you get yeah. to keep your badge? I did. You did? Oh, awesome! You have to send yeah. you have to send us a picture so we can kind of look at it. Yeah, I will. And there's a phone number on the back. She told us she's like, you know, if you're over in another part of the park and you get hungry, she says just call this phone number and tell us what you want, and it'll be here waiting when you get back. Oh wow! Okay. So any questions that you have, just this, and it was a direct. It wasn't like calling, you know, someplace else. It was a direct line to her cell phone that she carried. Oh, no kidding. Wow. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so they give whoever's attending, I think they give them a, a cell phone, and it's, you know, that's how, you know, if you right. have questions or need something, you just dial that phone number. So, oh, that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, so I have to ask, uh, would alcohol been an option if you had paid extra for it? No. No. Okay. That was the one thing. No. No alcohol. No alcohol. Okay. No alcohol in the cabanas. Um, yeah. So let's do this. There, uh, let's, let's address some of the criticisms that are that are out there regarding the cabanas. Um, the first one being the eyesore aspect of it. Um, what did you see? I saw a row of shrubbery with maybe a little bit of a white top of the tents mm-hmm. popping up from the other side. Honestly, if you're all the way back in that area, for one thing, the bathrooms are back there. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Mountain entrance is, you're not, you know, it's not, you're going to, you're going to pass the Space Mountain entrance to get back even close to that area. Right. Okay. Um, you know, it's kind of, you know where they do the face painting? Yes, absolutely. Kind of back, okay. It's, it's, the, the area starts about there and runs all the way back okay. to the fences. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a large space and it, it wasn't an eyesore. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, they had the. The hedge, rolling hedges. Yeah. So, you players, know, that really yeah. blocked a lot of the view. Yeah, my family and I got stuck in a storm in that, near that face painting area. I know exactly where you're talking about now. Um, yeah. So, it, it it wouldn't have ruined anybody's pictures if they were trying to take a picture of, say, Space Mountain or something or whatever. No. 
No. Okay. So for not, you, for not you, at all. Okay. So for you, definitely not an eyesore. Um, wasn't impeding anything as far as ambiance. Look, did it throw off anything as far as theming in the land? Not, I mean, granted, Tomorrowland's has some issues <laughs> as far as being yeah. tomorrowish, but we know that. But it's did it did it throw off anything further than that? No. I mean, they okay. had benches on the other side of the hedges that people, you know, were sitting on just like, you know, they would any other time. It's just, you know, most of them, I don't think, even realized what was behind them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, you know, you're not you're not really seeing anything. Right, right. Okay. And I'm wondering what if, if the, the train would have seen anything different. I mean, I don't know. Did you did y'all ride the train around and have to kind of take notice? I did. Oh, okay. I did, because I was curious. Well, let us know. Um, Actually, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, at the speed you're going on mm-hmm. the train, you know, you're looking out and you're seeing Space Mountain. And then, yes, you do see the cabanas, but it's just for, you know, you've also got that, you know, hedging behind that area. Right, so right, right. You, you, we didn't have a clear view of the train, and the train didn't have a clear view of us. And um, just out of curiosity, how close were the cabanas to each other? They were set in twos, and they were right next door to each other. Okay. So okay. they were almost, you know, just a small walk space maybe between each set. Okay. Um, so you'd have two and two, but they were grouped together. But, you know, but it, again, you know, there were people next door to us all, pretty much all day. Okay. And it, we never heard them. Okay, I was about to, I was about to ask that same question, because you, you, you had mentioned something about the acoustics in there and how you pretty much couldn't get isolated. So let's talk about cost. You said everything, including taxes, was about 692 Is that right? Right. So roughly, if you divide that amongst eight people, that's about $86.50. You know, yep. extra on top of whatever your ticket is. Um, so, what, what do you what do you would have to say about costs as far as uh, the price for that? I think that it's going to be a seasonal thing if they bring them back, and, and I, I fully expect them to. To be honest with you, I really, I really do. Um, I hope they do. Right. Uh, you know, I think that on a normal park day, I don't think they're going to be able to get that price out of them. Um, I would say probably the five to six hundred dollar is going to be the max, and I would say closer to five, maybe five plus tax is okay. probably what you know most people. I think that's going to be their breaking point. Okay. Um, you know, for for holidays and things like that. Yeah, I think you know I I, I felt like it was worth that plus maybe a little bit more for New Year's Eve. But you know, I don't know that I would have paid any more. But you know, what I ended up with, I was not displeased with. It sounds like it's worth it on certain occasions, at least for me. I know as far as for me and my family, we couldn't afford something like that right now, even though we would like to. But if you had like 80 of your friends traveling, like if we went on a podcast trip, I could almost feasibly uh, perhaps do that if it were to come back. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be a good base of operations to, say, podcast, have your own studio in the park kind of a thing, nap. You know, I I would take pleasure in just napping. Right? <laughs> in, in the middle of Tomorrowland for some strange reason. Um, <laughs> after having just eaten so much food. Just so you can say you did. Just so I can say I did, you know. Shoot, I even stripped down of my skivvies and run around the cabanas just to say that I did that in the middle of Tomorrowland <laughs> just, for, just for curiosity. There um, are windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, true. There is that. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about the big window. So, so, so that those windows aren't just like a picture. That those are actual windows that you see. Um, yeah, they're just like the plastic ones, you know. Yeah. Part of the tent. And so I guess but, it didn't really afford a view other than like the hedgerows kind of a thing. Yeah, the back side, out the back window, it was it was the hedgerows, and then out of the side, you know, was just kind of nothing. I mean, cement area and trees. 
but yeah cool so um let's see what other uh, uh criticisms that we had about the cabanas that you know of anything taking away from individuals experiences disney's making it too expensive for you know the average family to go Okay. And that's the one that I think sets my butt on fire when I read them because it's okay. like, oh, you know, Disney keeps, yeah, okay, Disney does keep going up with the price. And, you know, people say, well, you know, this is not what Walt would have wanted. And, and, you know, it's like people seem to forget that when, you know, Disney first opened, you paid a price to come in, mm-hmm. and then you paid an additional cost for every ride you rode. It wasn't like it is today where, you know, you go in and you just, you know, ride the rides. Right, right. Um, you know, so, I mean, this is not a new concept that Disney was trying to squeeze money out of us. Um, you know, they built they built the Polynesian bungalows. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't build them because they thought that they would be pretty there. They built them because they knew that they could get a butt ton of money out of people for them right and you know there are people that that do there are people that that's the way they vacation all the time Mm -hmm. um when i go by there do i look over there and go oh man that would be so nice i would love to stay there one time yeah every single time but do i go through and go well my vacation's totally ruined now because I can't do that. Right, right. And, you know, it just, it's just, it's disheartening because people seem to think that every time Disney comes out with one of these extras or whatever, you know, you want to call them, um, that somehow or another it's taking away from their experience. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it is. I feel like, if anything, it's maybe helping keep Disney from going. I mean, they go up on prices every time. Like I said earlier, a turkey leg is now at about 12 bucks once you mm-hmm. put tax on it. Right. You know, I mean, I can remember, it's only been a few years since they were the $8 range. So, I mean, the, their cost on everything goes up every year. Um, you know, and I think that people that go more often probably notice it more mm-hmm. um, than people that go once every, you know, 10 years, five years. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, I literally see price changes, you know, from one trip to the next, which is usually three to five months apart. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 ridiculous, but you know this this whole concept that you know that they need to not do these things because it's somehow impacting individuals' experience, um, you know, is, is is irritating. Although, did you hear today about the special? Um, uh, dinner dining thing that they have going on at some of the places around Disney World dinner, coming up. Uh, I think the end of this month. The dinner dining thing uh, is that that's not the dining. Uh, it's it's like a special chef's meal. Oh, okay, it's like five hundred dollars yeah. a person. Right, right. Like a like a chef's Did table you hear kind about of thing. That? No, it didn't. Yeah, so apparently, and I picked this up off of one of the other um, casts that I've kind of follow on Facebook, mm-hmm. and they were talking about that they had made dining reservations in the castle for the end of the month. And apparently, when Disney decided to put this you know, special, um, you know, like the head, the head chef of all of Disney apparently is cooking a meal with his team and, you know, it's all fancy and, mm-hmm. and everything um, in the castle. They apparently started canceling people's dining reservations hmm. that people had made for that date. For that particular event, that occasion. Right. Because people had made it, say, six months in advance. Right. 
And then when Disney comes in and they decide that they're going to no, we're going to we're going to close the place down and only we're going to do this special event. Apparently, they they did cancel people's reservations, See, and I think that's a shame. That is a shame. I I, I haven't heard that yet. I'm I guarantee I'll look it up. But um, yeah. wow. I, I don't know about that. That that's where I, I would say that would interfere with an individual's enjoyment of their or individual experience. Of the I was just going to say the same thing. Um, I was just going to say that you know that something like that. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that um, are you know will impact you know and change somebody's. Because can you imagine telling your kid for all these months that you're going to be eating at the castle and suddenly you can't eat at the castle? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, and I guarantee they probably didn't offer a, a different thing, or maybe they offered something else, but not necessarily where they wanted to eat. Like, if they wanted to eat in the castle, they yeah. probably offered some other restaurant, which, you know, of course, Dizzy Dining is going to be fine, but it's not the castle if a kid had a heart set on a castle, you know? Yeah. I'll send you the link yeah. to, um, to the site that I found that, so you can check it out and share it if you want. But yeah. I was... I was very disheartened by that because, like I, you know, I told you, you know, I get on my high horse. I mean, I'm I'm very protective of Disney. I'm very critical of Disney, right. but I'm very protective of Disney at the same time. Right. right. Um, and you know that you know that's 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 not good. You know. Yeah. So I tell you what, though, after uh, was it. Um, who was it that was talking about the villains dying thing the other night? Um, oh, that was uh, off summer weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had done that. Uh, I had no idea it was all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, uh, Rob from the Navigators, they, him and his wife did that. I saw some pictures of that, and then just to hear off summer weekend's account of it. That's uh, it. Actually, sounds a lot of fun. No, oh, the buffet and the, and the open bar thing uh, it caught my ear. Maybe even just the yeah, buffet. Yeah, the bar thing <laughs> caught my ear. Yeah, the bar and the <laughs> bar and buffet. I mean, food and drink. Uh, I, I'm there. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I have to tell you, that's one of the ones that, you know, I didn't feel like it was taking away from my vacation, but I was kind of like, I'm not going to spend that money on that. I think you're going to spend your money on that. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that coming, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely see that coming. I, in fact, I'd be disappointed if I didn't hear you one day say, hey, I'm doing this next my next trip down here. Yeah, it'll probably be the next trip down there, but yeah, yeah, I, I love doing the unique things, and that's, that's the other thing that I was going to say about the cabanas is, you know, whether, you know, some of the places, you know, because the Orlando Sentinel reported that, you know, the cabanas were not going, you know, they were taking them away. The last day was like February 17th, something right. like that. And, you know, everyone's like, well, that must have been a terrible failure for them. And I was like, you know, I really don't see it that way. When they announced it, they said it was going to be a 90-day trial. Right. November to February is in pretty much 90 days. Right, right. Um. I really look for them, and, and, you know, from the conversations that I had Mm -hmm. with various people, and, you know, both, you know, directly related to the Cabana Rentals, as well as other staff members, and there were actually Disney cast members that did not know about the Cabanas. Really? That I was really surprised at the number that we talked to that, you know, had no idea that the cabanas were were even over there. So That's interesting, yeah. That was interesting to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I look for them to build permanent structures in some of the areas that are underutilized. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and, you know, I think as long as they're kept out of the way, and especially if they build permanent structures, you know, some of the feedback that I gave them was, you know, it would be nice to have TVs in there. It would be right. awesome to be just like, you know, when you're in the resorts and you can turn on, you know, the Wishes music. It would be great to have, you know, a webcam or something that you could watch Wishes from the cabana. Now, why would you do that? I don't know. Maybe but, training. You know, <laughs> I'm, you know, definitely got to have ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You know, because, I mean, you know how many men would rent one just because they would rather be watching a football game than, you know, chasing kids around Disney World? Right, standing um, in line, You yeah. know, there's, you know, I, so I really look for them, you know, permanent, you know, um, age, you know uh, heating and air. Um, you know, I think there would be a variety of things, and right. I think that... I, I really look for them to do something like that on a limited basis. And, you know, the rumor that I heard was that if they go with it, they're going to put one in each land right. and they'll be in all the parks. Um, and I'm sure so, it's going to fit the theming of each of the lands, you know, it's kind of right. almost like, um, you know, you haven't, you haven't been to Disneyland yet, right? Um, no, not you, know, yet. you need to go. And so California, uh, um, uh, was the Grand Californian out in Disneyland? Um, it's kind of themed to the area that it's in for the uh, California Adventure Park. Um, mm-hmm. So if it was something like that, then you know that wouldn't bother me as much. It wouldn't be as much of an eyesore so long as it fits the decor. Which I'm sure, if they're going to make it a permanent structure, um, they would have to be looking at that to do something like that. You know, so if it's Tomorrowland, something Tomorrowlandish. You know, if it's maybe it's another hut in Adventureland or something. Who knows? Well. You know, I don't know if if you realized or if you knew about this. I'm sure Lee did since he's a travel agent. But, you know, um, a couple of summers ago when Frozen was the big, big thing, Mm -hmm. um, that area where you used to go to audition for uh, the American Idol experience, you know, that back, you know where I'm talking about. Yeah, back by the dining theater um, area. Commissary Lane. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of summers ago, you could buy a ticket that would give you access to a lounge um, that you could go in, and mm-hmm. it, you know, was air-conditioned because, you know, dead of summer, you know how hot it gets. Right, yes. Um, and I can't remember what the price point on that was. I want to say it was around $99. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if there were characters in there or not, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, that, you know, just to have access to go in and out all day long, free sodas or whatever, right. I mean, I think it's I think it's a, a way for them to make some extra money, and I think it's a way for them to, yes, you know, the, the other complaint, catering to the elite. I am in no way the elite. I truly am not. Mm-hmm. I scrimp and save hard for every trip. I eat burger, dollar burger menu stuff, mm-hmm. you know, probably a good 25 to 35% of the time that I'm on vacation. Right. You know, I am like the cheap girl. But, you know, when you decide that you're one of, you know, some things are just worth paying for. Right. And, and you know, I think that the cabanas are one of them, and I think if they bring them back, as a permanent addition, I think that they will do very well. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be somebody that's going to pay for it. I mean, that's going to be willing to do it, and which will justify them keeping it around. You know, there's always yeah. going to be somebody that wants that little extra piece of magic, however they want to ha- get it. Um, like for me, when I was traveling with my parents uh, when I was younger, you know, we, we hardly ever ate in any of the Disney restaurants. You know, that was just an, an expense that my parents didn't want to foot. And so I never knew anything about the extra, uh, about the restaurant. So I always thought that was just like something extra that was, you know, out of, out of my price range that we, 
you did, but it never really ruined my experience of Disney, obviously, because I'm sitting here doing a podcast about it. Um, so I kind of see this as the same thing, you know, uh, for some people, you know, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, but I, I don't see it as necessarily ruining uh, your whole Disney experience just because you can't do it, you know, because there's, pro- there's probably plenty of other things uh, that I can't do. Uh, as Like, I haven't done a, almost any tours, unfortunately. I haven't done Victorian Alberts just for that. Uh, reason you know uh, as far as cost alone uh, but there's not to say that maybe one day that i don't save and i i you know i couldn't do it you know uh, i would be able to do it you know and, and it so for that matter it doesn't it, the cabana is as long as it doesn't detract from anything um as far as theming as far as the overall story of the area um you know whatever so be it go for it you know and, and i you know i grew up and i go went to the parks back when they had the sky buckets and stuff you know yeah, I mean, <laughs> sky bucks are, uh, sky buckets aren't necessarily Tomorrowlandish, nor they are they fantasy, <laughs> you know. No, it was it was yeah, no. <laughs> no, it was like so county fair. I mean, the only thing that was unique about those Disney sky buckets at Walt Disney World is the fact that it had a ninety degree turn built into it, which is like apparently the only sky bucket attraction in the world to have a ninety degree turn. Um, wow, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, that was the ninety degree turn was right by. Um, the submarines uh, because I used to be scared because you'd go over the wheels and it'd bump up and down and I always think we'd fall <laughs> mm-hmm. so when you make that 90 degree turn but yeah that was that was something unique so that's about it so you know as long as they fit the theming you know it's it's not gonna bother me the bungalows it ruins my sight line of you know of the you know, I can't go out on the beach as much as I used to in the Polynesian, but it's not going to completely kill my experience of it, you know? Yeah, that was nice, and yeah, whatever, so be it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Disney's going to do everything they can do to to make extra money. Right, and yeah. You know, but you know, I, people ask me all the time, they're like, aren't you tired of going? Haven't you seen it all? Haven't you done it all? And you know what? Answer is always no. Yeah, no, no, I'm not tired right. of going. And no, I haven't seen it all. And I haven't done it all. And I hope I never do. Because if I do, then Disney has quit trying. Right. Yeah, this is true. You know, I mean, and, and you know, Disney, it's, it's a huge operation. I mean, it, it costs a lot of money to run Disney World. And, you know, I think uh, my friend told me that, you know, because my nephew asked him, he says, you know, what's Disney World's electric bill a day? It's something ridiculous, like like $2 million or something mm-hmm. like that for just electricity right. every day. Yeah. So, you know, when you, of course, they have, they, they're buying their own electricity because they've got their own, you know, electric electrical plant. Right. But it's, um, you know, I mean, you know, I... Again, I, I go back to the people that stand there on the ferry boat or in the line at at a small world and just are emptying the change out of their pockets, trying to get it onto the buoy at the dock or trying to get it, you know, into the water at small world. That's because these people had such a good time. They're actually giving Disney more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right. like, take the rest of it. It's okay. I didn't need that. You know? It's kind of like Vegas, but different. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, it's, you know, so, you know, the people that, and, you know, I just saw so much negativity around it. Every time Disney comes out with something, you know, it seems like there's this whole wave of Disney, and I'm using the air quotes, fans that suddenly, you know, just go ballistic about, you know, how Disney is ruining their vacation. And, you know, instead of looking at all the positives, I mean, you know, Disney 
I told someone recently, it's one of the reasons that I like to go to Disney so much, is that you don't feel like a customer. You honestly feel like a guest when you are there, you know, because 99% of the cast members are just incredible. I mean, from the janitorial staff Mm -hmm. to management, they are just incredible. And, um, you know... I'll support that kind of a business all day long. Let them make all the money they want. You know, they earned it. Right. I'd rather yeah, give them yeah. the money than, you know, a lot of other things that, you know, you could be doing. So, yeah, this you is know, true. why not? Do what you love. And that's a much better vice. That's Lisa's rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a good rant. Um, yeah, it's funny about the whole uh, Disney fan thing. It's like, you know, they're, they're, uh, I know there's people out there that complain about us being so negative or critical of the whole Disney World. You know, they'll go on to something like Disboards and be just as negative and just as critical, you know, instead of being mm-hmm. so pixie dusty or f- flowery with the, uh, in respect to that thing. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, if you love a particular party you're gonna you're gonna see both sides you know you're gonna uh you're gonna love certain aspects you're gonna hate certain aspects with it and you're you're still gonna be with uh that particular entity you know so i mean it's just that that's just how it goes that's how relationships go you know well you know you all were talking about restaurants and stuff i've never been to the california grill Mm -hmm. um honestly i forget which one of y'all it was that said that you know it's not really your kind of a menu you know it's kind of frou-frou food as i I like to call it (laughs) um but you know i was looking just you know before we booked the cabana you know i was trying to find some place for us because we were going to go to epcot then we changed our mind about epcot and i was like well i need a backup plan if we're not going to do epcot for new year's eve dinner and you know the california grill came up Mm -hmm. and i'm just clicking away and i'm like yeah we'll try that that's fancy and you know we'll do something fancy for new year's yeah 750 dollars a person (laughs) <laughs> Boy, I am so glad that I paid attention to the price because I am really bad at being too fast on the clicky clicky. Yeah, that's very and, easy, uh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and they were going to charge me then, like right then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is not going to be a happy Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so you think you're fifteen hundred bucks? You know, mm-hmm. and I think personally, me does it take away from my vacation? No, not at all. Have at it. Right. But you know, for me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I, I see. I don't see that value. But it's going to be something different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And as long as Disney is hitting those marks, they're not going to be able to you know be do make everybody happy all the time. But if they're able to make everybody happy at least part of the time, you know, how can you really fault them? So Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to hit every different kind of uh, quote-unquote market, so to speak, um, or yeah. different likes uh, that people may have. You know, some people might like this, some people might like that. And so they try to address every single need. So, you know, I don't... Yeah, of course, every business is going to want to make money. They need to make money so they continue to make money and continue to present a good product. Because uh, if not, then, I mean, it just it, the business doesn't work. So um, so that's a reality uh, that a lot of people, I think, don't want to hear. Like, oh, it's Disney. It's it's different. It's the, we're in a Disney bubble. Um and that's always my thing when I'm talking about the parks, you know, talk about reality of the whole, you know, metal detector thing or the possibility of a terrorist attack. It's like, yeah, you know, there's a bubble. There, yeah, there is a bubble. But at the same time is that, you know, you still have to be, you can't be so removed that you forget where you are. You know, and that's that's my take in it. Let me tell you something about the security thing. Yeah. I truly, truly believe, truly with all my heart believe. Mm-hmm and may or may not have had this conversation with with a cast member, that one of the reasons that the Welcome Show has moved is because 
you got too many people in that area. Right. Um, you know, of course, the train's going down for refurbishment. Mm-hmm. But they have. They they were adding metal detectors. We were um, we went to Epcot. I'm an idiot because I wasn't thinking straight that mm-hmm. that's where the marathon ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we were there for the first couple of days of the marathon races. Okay. And so we were over going into Epcot, and it was just like you all were talking on the episode that aired today um, about the metal detectors, and right. everyone's going through them. They yeah. were putting everyone through them. And I actually, I, I had a non-Disney moment, and, but luckily it wasn't towards a Disney person. Mm-hmm. But um, that was the day that I was so sick, and um, and I was I was using a scooter, mm-hmm. and I was, um, you know, I was in the line for the scooter. Yeah. You know, they had a separate one for those. Okay. Because instead of going through the metal detector, they were wanding everyone, right? Right, right. And the woman behind me was just absolutely losing her mind. Why can't I go through that line? That line's shorter. Why are you making me go through this line? And she kept giving the security guard just such a hard time, you know, asking questions. Well, why? You know, why, why, why? And, you know, she'd get out of line and try to go over there, and the guy would tell her, no, you've got to get back in this line. <laughs> she'd come back and... I finally turned around and I looked at him and then I looked at her and I looked back at him and I said, I'm going to help you out with this. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I said, they ran a marathon here today. I said, and this park is completely full. I said, if it takes me 10 more minutes to get in that park and know that I am going into as safe of an environment as they can create for me, I'm good. Right. I said, let this man do his job. And she just, you know, I, you know, the look on her face was just <laughs> priceless because, you know, it's one thing to be told by because Disney security is not going to look at you and say, you know, I just told her, I was like, you know, this is a prime target for terrorism. And it oh, is. Absolutely. We, can't, we can't deny that. No, you can't ignore that fact. You know, just like the Super Bowl, just like any concert event, just like Mardi Gras, you know, right. anything like that, you know? You can't live your life being afraid of it. But for God's sakes, don't fight with the people that are trying to protect you. Right. Let them do their jobs. Yeah, you no, know, I you think that. that they like checking every single bag that walks through there? I can assure you they probably don't. And she's probably not the but, only one that's been, you know, bitching at them all day. You know, I'm sure yeah, they've, yeah. they've been getting earfuls of it, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, you are not the first one to give this man a hard time today. Right. I'm, I'm sure of that. But um, I noticed that when we went to Magic Kingdom, they were running more people through the um, the scanners and that, yeah, they apparently are going to go to a policy where everybody, I think, is going to end up going through metal detectors. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how they implement it, if it's something that, you know, Disney designed to where it's very efficient, where they can move a lot of people through, but still be able to... Uh, uh, you know, you know, you remember the old rainbow uh, tunnel in Imagine uh, oh, Journey into Imagination? Do you remember that? I have heard about it. I've seen pictures, but I don't remember going through it myself. Okay, yeah, I used to go that when I was a little kid, and so I, I envision a big version of that. You know, which is yeah. a big long metal detector or whatever Disney-fied colors and stuff, and everybody just kind of walks through, and then you come out there, and then you're in the park. You know, so I think that'd be kind of a hoot. I, you know, or was it Eli to just put them all on the train? Yeah, the yeah, that, yeah. That was I wasn't on that show, but I listened to it today on my way home from work, and I thought that was pretty. And that's a pretty darn good idea, man. You got a captive audience that you can scan pretty easily, and they're on yeah. the ride, and they don't feel like they're being scanned. So, well, cool. Oh, well, Lisa, sum this up for us, man. Cabanas. What are your final thoughts on this? 
if you if they're available and you know if it's if it seems right for you then do it because it's well worth the money you will not be disappointed you know as long as they don't you know downgrade what they've already tested and I don't think that would be the case um, do it because you know as ridiculous as it seems you know especially if you're there the full day and you know you're going to be there for a long night it's awesome to just have a place to go and relax um, well worth the money and uh, oh, the, you know it's funny uh, speaking of that uh, the baby care stations now that I have my kids I, I kind of use that as my cabana places of refuse you know but, I don't have any children you're taking away from my experience <laughs> <laughs> oh well there you go <laughs> Mine's free. No, just kidding. You still got to buy the diaper. <laughs> anyway, well, cool. Well, look, man, th- thank you so much for telling us about these cabanas firsthand because, uh, you know, a- as far as this boat co- concerns, we obviously missed it, <laughs> you know, but we're glad somebody in the Moeca Nation was able to uh, to do this and then come on the show and kind of relate that story to us, man. We definitely appreciate this. Well, you know, I did it just for y'all. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that you all had timely and accurate reporting. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and so uh, you're a reporter on the field. And, you know, Dr. Mahukin, man, it's, you could almost probably travel in the future and let us know what those uh, uh, permanent structures would look like, couldn't you? But you probably just don't want to give it away at the moment, right? You don't want to really make yeah, those magic. Yeah, I can't, I can't share those kind of details. Yeah, I remember you were telling me about that before. You can't. You it's a time-space continuum or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you can't throw it off, man. Doc Brown would be upset. But uh, If I could have gone back. Backwards, though, and known that they were going to overbook for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. They overbooked for Christmas, mm-hmm. and the fifth cabana that they sold that ended up being too many, that person got the suite in the castle. So, Oh, man, that's nice. Shoot, yeah, if, I could go, been, if I could go back and buy stock <laughs> when Walt first bought the Disney comp, created Disney Company, I would do that. <laughs> I could go back even further and just buy some land and then sell it to him. <laughs> there you go. That would have been just as good, I think. <laughs> Monday Enterprises, yeah. Mohucan Land Property Ownership. Yeah, nice. But I, I really appreciate you letting me come on, and I'm sorry the rest of the guys, although I'm getting a complex, but I'll um, get over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I really appreciate it because, like I said, um, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't really written a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to now, but I wanted you guys to get the the first opportunity to, you know, have a real person who'd actually stayed there. And well, thank you, yeah. You know, we definitely appreciate that, man, and, and uh, you know we we we're, we're glad that you allow us to be your sounding board for all those kinds of things. And you're more than welcome. Like I said, anything and everything's uh, welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, man. So we definitely That's appreciate that. That's true. You put that. up with me, so. <laughs> yeah. and no, man, you're Doctor Mahukin, man. How can you not? You know, it's just <laughs> you just you just have to. <laughs> you know, it's just mandatory. Speaking of which, why why do you feel why why are you feeling like complex? What, what's what's bringing you to that complex? Oh no, because Lee, the last few times I've been on. And Lee's not been here. Yeah. I'm like, Lee doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, and I and I knew this was going into the recording, so I was kind of. Uh, to be fair, I'm leading Elisa down this conversation just to mess with Lee. But yeah, Lee, you haven't been on the show with Doctor Mahukin, man, and she's 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 feeling it, man. She's feeling it. I'm telling you. You know, she even got bananas in the in the tent, right? Didn't she get the bananas That's specifically it. specified? That's I mean, it. Come on. Come I was going. Bram was going to send him those bananas too. I know. Maybe you might just have to race him. <laughs> <laughs> he would win. Oh no! Really? I won that he could win again. Oh goodness! <laughs> Come on now! Come on now! We have, we have, we have, oh shoot! All right, you know. Maybe, 
maybe it'll be a close race. Who knows? Yeah, close to the turkey leg stand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might be a race between you and Eli, man, if y'all took off. and That's just go true. For, well, That's but, true. but the recipe's different, so I don't know if y'all would be as enthusiastic anymore, you know? It might be something different. No, I'm not, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, yeah. I'm gonna, I've, I've, I've tasted the churro now, so. No, there's nothing wrong with taste of the churro. I like that, the T.O.C., <laughs> the T-O-C. Taste yeah. the churro. Taste of the churro. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Dr. Mahuka. We appreciate you coming on the show, man. Anytime. You're more than welcome. I appreciate it, and I, I just really love listening to you guys, so keep doing the good thing. Absolutely. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You have a good one. All right. Bye, sweetie. Right, bye. Guys, we hope you enjoyed that show, man. And the next episode, I promise you, the rest of the gang will be back. And we'll be back to some... Uh, we'll get back to some armchair magazine. We'll get to some guest services stuff, which we know we are sorely overdue. Um, but we just love talking with our listeners, man. And so if you want to be on the show, man, just let us know, man. MagicRoadWay.com is where you can find all our contact information, past episodes, and more. There's a bunch of different ways you can get in touch with us, man. Uh, shoot us an email at show at MagicRoadWay.com. You can call or send us a text. Yes, we do receive text messages. So if you're the texting kind, shoot it over to 1-815-MO-WEEKEN. That is 1-815-669-4226. Or you can go to our homepage on magicroway.com and leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on the right-hand side of the page. So a couple of guys do things outside of the podcast. You can support Eli and purchase his comic books, his, his graphic novels, Project Geisha. Um, you can shoot him an email at magicroway.gmail.com. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram, eivory504. Follow him on Twitter, Hancock10166. And you can find our purchase his comic books or his graphic novels through peepgamecomics.com that is peep p-e-p i'm sorry p-e-e-p g-a-m-e comics c-o-m-i-x dot com uh, you can purchase a direct download there but man why do you want to do it get a hard copy so you can take it anywhere you go and maybe even eli will sign it for you so go ahead and order that today and also too if you want to book a trip to the world so you can experience the cabanas or anything else the world might have to offer Definitely. Book a vacation with Lee of Magical Moments Vacations, man. No hassle, Vika, man. Very, very easy. This is the guy you want to book with, man. Lee at magicourway.com is the way you get in touch with him, or you can call him at 413-DIZ-TRIP. 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. And don't forget, man, not only are you helping Lee, not only are you helping the Magic Are We podcast, but a portion of every one of his bookings goes to support Girl Power to Cure, which is a foundation, uh, nonprofit organization dedicated to uh, raising awareness and finding treatments and a cure for Rett syndrome. So, you know, not only are you getting something for yourself, but you're also giving back in uh, as well, man. So that's nothing but a win, win, win. You know what I mean? If you want to support the podcast as a whole, man, you can click on some of the affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. And you can also represent the Moeekin Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And one of the easiest and free ways to support the show is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it's Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, etc. And don't forget, guys, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, man, where their motto is, we speak our minds so that you don't have to um so we encourage you to 
support our fellow podcasters on the network there. There's a variety of different topics that you can learn from, from like James Bond to Batman to uh, your own human sexuality to uh, uh, pop culture things whatever whatever floats your boat uh, this is a network of a variety of different topics and ideas of independent podcasters man just united together uh, as a unified front man uh, we're, we're not afraid to speak our minds so support our f- colleagues over there and lastly guys we thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, I say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italians. You know what (laughs) what song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an radio, online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good, but you hear Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. but you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> get out get up again. Oh, man. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the bare necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada Boy, bing. listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh?